your hands, O Lord, as the man of God comes. Amen. 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 How many wants to give God everything that you have tonight? I want to give you everything I have. Hallelujah. If you feel that way, let's lift up our hands all across this sanctuary this evening. I want you just to love him for a moment. Come on, let's lift up our hands. I want you just to tell him I'm thankful. I want you to tell him you're thankful. God, I'm so thankful. Oh, I'm so thankful, God. Oh, what a great salvation that I have. So great a salvation that I have. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good. Come on, stretch forth your hand right now. I want you to leave this, this decade, leave this service tonight saying, I know I serve a God that knows my name, knows exactly where I'm at tonight. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. I, I truly do echo the sentiments and they are reciprocated and I, I am not attempting to make a mutual admiration society but um, we really have enjoyed ourselves and um, not just in a wonderful city I had not had the opportunity I have flown in and out of Reno but I've never been to Carson City and it completely changed my mind and what a great city you have here it's a beautiful city beautiful country and you truly are blessed you truly are blessed and not only that but you know the bible says that god fitly joins the church together when you reject anybody that comes into this house you are rejecting the workmanship of god Every person that comes into this house, they're a gift from God. They're a gift from God. The Bible says that we are built into a habitation of the Spirit. That together we allow God, we invite God to come and meet with us, to abode with us, to minister with us, to work with us. The reality is, is when we do this together, there is something beautiful that occurs when we do it together. Can you say amen? And I will say, if you, as you're opening your Bibles with me, I would say also today that what a great job this worship team has done. I have been really, really impressed by the excellence and how they have worshipped. Haven't they done a great job? Boy, they've done a great job. Boy, they have done a great job. And I love good. You know, I'm not a musician. I just know two things. I know bad music and good music. I know when it's bad and I know when it's good. And I know it's good here. I can barely put my hands together. But um, I will tell you, it has been 
a treat to be here with you. We love brother and sisterhood. I mentioned this on Sunday. They're also coming back. He preached a word to our church. It still is something resonating in us, talking about prayer and fasting, and it being a catalyst that there are some spirits, some things, some kind. I remember that what he preached to us that really do only come out by prayer and fasting. And we're so thankful to God for the good word of the Lord today. And also thankful for the snacks and the gift basket. They have fed us to overflowing. They have been kind to my children. And we love you folks. We love you, brotherhood. We love you, sisterhood. We really do. And to this fine church, God bless you, our friends that are scattered all across here tonight. It's good to see new faces, old faces. It's just good to be a part of God's wonderful church. It's good to be a part of God's wonderful church. Why don't you just shake your neighbor's hand and say, I'm glad we're in church together tonight. Hallelujah. The book of Joshua, chapter number 3. The book of Joshua, chapter number 3. I want to thank... Uh, I want to thank Brother Jonathan. He is allowing me to use his Bible tonight. And... As you know, you saw me on Sunday, I had my Bible, and I left it in a backpack, and I get on to all of our young preachers at home when they just bring their iPads to the platform. I say, you know what, iPad's good, I know the Bible's on it, but there's just something about carrying the Word of God. It's a good thing, it's a good habit to get into. And so I thought, what a hypocrite I would be. What a hypocrite I would be if I didn't have a Bible up here. And they wouldn't know, but God would know. God would know. And so I said, Brother Jonathan, please don't make me a hypocrite. And I had to wrestle him, but he was good to me. He was good to me. Joshua chapter number 3 and verse number 14. I, I told Pastor Hood today, I said, you know, Brother Hood, I said, I... I didn't know what I was going to preach um, on Sunday. I was feeling after the Lord, but um, I said I knew before I came what the Lord had placed upon my heart for this service. And there is always a good feeling in my heart when I feel the confirmation of what God uh, places, when God places that confirmation in your heart. It gives you such comfort as somebody attempting to rightly divide the word of the Lord. And so I want you to preach with me, but more importantly, more importantly, I want you to preach with me. I do. I, it's an exercise of faith, but I want, you, I want you to leave with a change. That's really what I want. A mindset change, a mentality change, a perspective change. Let's ask God to do it. But Joshua chapter number 3 and verse 14, it said, says this, And it came to pass, when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped into the brim of the water. And parenthetically, in your Bible, you probably will see this, a parenthetical phrase here. 
There's a parenthesis. It just says, For Jordan overfloweth all his banks at the time of harvest. Does not seem like it would be a good time. Does not seem like rational thought would tell them to wade through the water. Just wait a few more months. But you know I found out if you're going to do anything for God, it's going to get a little messy. It's going to get a little muddy. There's going to be some issues. There's going to be some challenges. But, but God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And His ways are not our ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's thoughts higher than our thoughts. And God's ways higher than our ways. For the Jordan overfloweth all His banks. I want to preach this evening on this New Year's Eve of 2019. I pray that we could bring this into this next decade. We could bring this into the next day of our lives. Yea, even the next service. And I want to preach on this very simple. You can go back to the filet mignon if you'll just deal with hamburger meat tonight. And we're just going to preach tonight on God think. God think. My prayer tonight is that ARC would have God think. God think. God think. Put your Bibles down and would you lift up your hands right now with me? I need you to yoke up with me this evening. I need the Holy Ghost to help me. I, I need a special anointing, not just to rest on me, but to rest on us. Rest on us. Rest on us, Holy Ghost. Rest on us, Holy Ghost. Rest on us, Holy Ghost. Oh, God. Oh, God. Rest on us, God. Not just in my emotions, but get in my mind. Get in my mind. Get in my mind. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, if you want to thank God thoughts, put your hands together. If you want to thank God thoughts, put your hands. Come on, shout now aloud. Shout with your voice. Oh, God, do a mighty work in this house. Do a mighty work in this house. Turn to your neighbor, say, God, think. And you can be seated this evening. I'm thankful. I, I have a tremendous heritage in my mother and my father. In fact, our dear elder Worley, he reminded me of my father and his his long years ago his introduction to him and I have a tremendous heritage with my my parents and my mother was from a very dysfunctional broken home and yet she was able to mediate her own broken situation to become a 
and still is a tremendous godly woman and is a wonderful, faithful woman of God. And I give honor to her and to our great God. I can remember she did not have this particular discipline, but in her mind she wanted to give her children the life that she never had. She wanted to, to experience with her children um, a life that she could only dream about. And so in her mind, almost nightly, not only would she pray with us, but she would pick up books and she would begin to read books to us. And it seems very trivial. It seems like something that you would not, you would just kind of pass over. But embedded in my mind is a little book. And I know this is elementary. If you need to put me in the Sunday school department after this, I'm happy to serve in that capacity. But I, I, will, I will remind you of a book by the name uh, that it was called The Little Engine That Could. I, I don't know if you have been familiar with that story, but the gentleman was a, a, name, a man by the name of Mr. Piper. And in 1930, he penned and authored this work that still is in circulation today. Remind you tonight of what that really occurred in this story. It was a, an engine that was full of stuffed animals, full of toys, full of good things for the children on the other side of the mountain. But one day with a jerk and a chug and finally a putter out, the little engine gave up its ghost. It couldn't go any further. Right at the base of the mountain. And there the little toys would begin to flag down the train. The first one was a passenger train. And it was, it was a large caboose. And it carried many people. And they raved, waved down that train and said, Could you help us, Mr. Passenger Train? But the passenger train said, No, I'm just way too important for that. I'm carrying well-off, well-to-do people. I can't take time to deal with you toys that are very inconsequential to the passengers on my train. And they passed on by, sure enough. Just a few seconds later, a large, robust train with smoke billowing out of, its, of the top of it began to come by, and they tried to wave it down again and said, Hey, Mr. Train. He said, No, I'm a freight train. I'm carrying very important cars and very important freight to get over the mountain. I don't have time to help you and then there was that old engine he started kind of going slow and steady but the old engine said you know what I I just don't think I can do it I just don't think that I could make it over if I was to take my train and to hook it up to your train I don't 
think I could be able. I don't have the strength that I used to have. I don't have the, the, the vitality that I used to have. I don't have all of the abilities that I once did. And, and that old train just chugged on by until finally there was a little train. And that little train was just meant to move it was like a yard goat train all it was to do was to move other freight from one part of the yard to the other side but there was somebody that little toy that said hey mr little train could you stop and would you help us and that little train you know what I, where the story goes that little train said yes i can help you and that little train, it, 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 it connected itself to what was broken down. And that little train, it wasn't very fast and it wasn't very quick. But ever so slowly, inch by inch, that little train said, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And up the mountain it scaled and to greater heights it went to it said i think i can i i have come with a very simple message today that there is a god that i am preaching today i still think he can i still believe that if you will hook up your life to god no matter the problem no matter the issue no matter what you're up against i've come to tell you i think he can. I've come to rally ARC tonight to shake you from the very bottom of your being and to the top of your being to remind you your God can still do it. I want you to know you're not serving a God that can't help you. God can still help you. You're not serving a God that can't make a way. He can still do it. I don't care what sins in your life, He can still save you. I don't care what medical malady you're dealing with in your body, He can still heal you. I know you think, well, we're broke down. We don't have it all together. But if you can get God thinking, if you can get God thoughts, if you can get God's ways, I would say and propose to you, he can still do it. He can still do it. He can still give a revival that'll shake this basin. He can still save lost souls that you've given up. I think he can. I think he can. I think he can. you got to get it in your mind. I'm not going to pass it by. I think God can do it. If you believe it, put your hands together. I want you to tell God, God, I believe. God, I believe. God, I believe.
I'm not just believing that I think he can. I'm convinced he wants to do it. I don't believe that I think he can fill this church. I'm convinced it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Now there are some people, they got too many passengers. They don't want to link up to I think I can. Because you've got too much baggage. I may not have much. I may not be able to preach my way out of a wet paper bag, but I think he can. You might have a lot of baggage. I don't care how much weight you're dealing with. I don't care how much water is underneath your bridge. If you can get in your mind, I think God can do it. If you can shake your cobwebs out of your spirit and curse the unbelief that is resonating in your heart, and you can rise to your feet and shake your fist in the face of the devil and shake your fist in the face of devil, out and say, I think God can. I want to tell somebody that I think God can still use you. I want to tell you, I think God can still help you. You may have given up on yours, but I think God can. You may have said, my dreams are dead, but I think God will. You might have said, I don't think it's going to happen, but I've come to tell you, get that mentality out of your mouth. Get that mentality out of your mind. And God forbid that that mentality is in your heart, but you've got to shake yourself and say, no, I think he can do it. I think he can do it. We might not, it might not appear what we shall be. It might not appear what what we're going to be. But if I put one foot in front of the other, I think he can. I think he can. If I can put one Bible study in front of another, I think God can. Paul said it to the church of Ephesus. Now unto him that is able. That is able. I know this doesn't stir you like it ought to. I know it doesn't really seem, it seems, oh, this is so elementary. Folks, faith is elementary. If you'd ever hook up with faith, I think God can. I think God can save. I think God can turn around. I think God can give us another bus. I think God can give us another van. I think God can give us another...
I want to just stop and say I appreciate every every age saint, but I want you to know to every age saint, don't pass this by. Hook up your caboose to the little engine that could and know that God can. God's not done with an older generation. Sister Bobo, keep on playing the organ. Keep on tickling the ivories. Brother, keep on us. Don't go into hibernation mode. It's time to believe God can. It's time to believe God's able. Now unto him that is well able to do exceedingly above what we ask or even think. key to God think it is according to the power that worketh in you now I have looked at this and I am not going to surmise that I am a theologian I did not write this and perhaps I'm wrong I attempt to look at everything in context I believe that the Holy Ghost works in us. I believe the Holy Ghost charges us and challenges us. But I want you to know the greatest power that you have in your being is your ability to choose. It is the will that God created in you. That is the most powerful thing that the human being possesses. You say, how can you prove this? Proof text that. Well, let me give you a Bible. The Bible says that Jesus went into his home country and he could do not too many miracles. Save, heal a few sick folk. Let me pose the question to you. Did Jesus somehow lose power? in a couple of miles? Did, did Jesus become like an electric vehicle that he just petered out because he had been exhaustive of, exhausted of power? Does the devil stop him? No, sir. The devil can't have any power lest God give it to him. The devil, ladies and gentlemen, is not our problem. I know I preach about the devil, but I want you to know, brother, he is already defeated. I said it on Sunday, whatever license that you allow him, he said don't give place to the devil. That word place means license. He said some of us allow, allow the devil to drive us crazy on a suspended license. The devil has no keys. The devil has no power. The spirits of this age have no authority over what is inside of you. But what stopped God, the flesh of God in his tracks, was the thinking of people. Because human thinking and human spirits are the true detractors of faith. The con
conduit of the miraculous comes through the ability of faith to be released and God's power to be able to come. And so until we start thinking thoughts and we start believing thoughts that are God thoughts and are God thinking, we will stop what God wants to do. We will hold and tether what God wants to do, not with our music, not with our problems, but with our thinking. But now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all that we can ask according to the power of the church's thinking according to the power of the church's faith can i tell you god will do as much as you'll thank him to do god will perform the miraculous as much as you're willing to believe that he'll do it as much as you're willing to think that he'll do it example of what I am preaching tonight is no better found than the example of the 12 spies. The 12 spies that were commissioned and sent out by their commander-in-chief Moses to go and spy out the land of Canaan. He was called to go and begin to survey, begin to look at the land. They all started with the same mentality. They all started with the same thinking. They all started with the same task. They all started with the same objective. They all were given the same marching orders. And they marched, the Bible says, from Kadesh Barnania. They marched 11 days to the very outskirts of Canaan's happy land. And they begin to survey. They begin to see the vineyards. They begin to behold the, the bountiful bountiful land that was flowing with milk and honey. They begin to see what God had prepared for them that do love Him. They begin to see what God could do. In fact, you know the story well. They even got their machete out and begin to cut down. They begin to cut down grapes and they begin to carry the grapes out of there as a testimony of what God had already prepared for them in the future. But as the grapes and the vine was still on their on their shoulders 11 days of, of, of life happened 11 days of issues occurred 11 days of just having to go through thoughts and seeing things not as they saw them but now as they appeared to be their eyes and their, their mouths begin to work in harmony and they said not only did we see that there were grapes but did you see that there were 
giants in the land. Did you see those people? Did you see how large they were? Did you see how great they were? Did you see how robust and strong and muscular? We were like just grasshoppers in their eyes. And Ten of them begin to talk their thinking into a reality. Ten of them had the same objective, but they allowed their thinking to begin to stop what God had predestined to do for Israel. They allowed the power that was working inside of them to be bankrupt to be depleted to be un, uh, a natural uh, a natural a natural uh, grouping of energy that was now leaving their mind a natural raw resource that God had given to them to open up the portals and allow the glory to come the power that was working on an 11 day journey became from grapes to giants on an 11 day journey became from doubt from faith to doubt can I tell you something there is a spirit that is coming into our hearts and our minds that if we're not careful we'll look at all of what God wants to do all of what God can do and we'll focus on why he can't do it rather than focusing on why God will do it our eyes will begin to behold giants we'll begin to see things and romance the past and the history instead of to believe that our greatest days still yet lie ahead of us and somehow the power that is working in us is depleted. The same God that could is the same God we won't allow to do it. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs. In fact, we quote this wrong often. In the book of Proverbs chapter 23 the Bible says to us for as and we quote it this way as a man thinketh so is he that's not what the Bible says the Bible does not say that you read it in your Bible in black and white letter lettering in your Bible it says for a man thinketh in his heart so is he. I have dealt with somebody very close to me that, that has some thinking and emotional disorders. I have seen the effects of mental anguish upon somebody's life. I have witnessed that there are thoughts that come to their mind that they can't control. And people, whether you subscribe to this reason or line of thinking, they call it obsessive-compulsive disorder, where they cannot control thoughts that come into their mind. They come obsessively. They come over 
and over and over again. And every time they try and attempt to think of something else, they cannot think about that because the thought just keeps penetrating their mind over and over and over again. I have seen it drive people literally to suicide or, excuse me, attempting suicide. I have watched it as it has wrecked havoc on their marriage and wrecked havoc on their life. I have, I have, I have rushed to the hospital because they had downed 20 or 30 sleeping pills trying to escape the thoughts that were so invasive in their mind that would not give them rest, but it would just cause them to be so anxious. But I could also subscribe that every single one of you, we cannot control our thoughts. In fact, you say, how is that? Because, stay with me, I'm a, I'm a lot closer to being done than you think I am. But I want you to hear me. You say, I don't know if I really believe that. Try sleeping and having dreams that you can't control. Subconsciously having thoughts that you don't have control over. Every single one of you have been in conversations. And while that other person was talking, a stray thought came into your mind. And in your mind you thought, my goodness, where did that come from? And if your thoughts could talk, I'd be looking at a lot of blushing people in here tonight. If our thoughts could talk, hallelujah, I'd be looking at people that would, 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 would be so embarrassed about certain thoughts that they could not control. But I want you to understand that thoughts are not thinking. Thoughts are not thinking. Thinking. And just because you have a thought does not mean that you have to think it. And just because it comes into your mind does not mean that it has to be thinking that you begin to meditate on. This is why the Bible in the book of Corinthians says to take, take control of every thought and to take that thought and to grab it in the atmosphere and pull it down to the earth and to imprison that thought into the lordship of Jesus Christ because there are thoughts that will come to you that if you allow them to run amok they will take you into a place where you are not thinking what God wants you to think you are not meditating on what God wants you to meditate on but thanks be unto God that your thoughts are not your thinking. And your thinking doesn't have to get in your heart. And your heart does not have to manifest your thought. I want somebody to know here today, if you could somehow take every doubting spirit, take every doubting thought, and bring it into the Lordship of Jesus Christ, your thoughts do not have to become you're thinking that when the devil tells you you can't you reach up and you pull it down and you say I think he can I think he can the danger of thoughts are that they become thinking wisest man in the Bible says as a man thinketh in his heart so is he he did not say 
as a man has thought. He did not say as a man thinketh only. He said as a man thinketh in his heart that thoughts can be held captive and thinking can change. But thinking that gets into the heart is dangerous. Thinking that roots itself into the heart will after some time begin to manifest itself. Thinking that says, I know it's not here at ARC, but thinking that says, I don't have to worship God. I don't feel like worshiping God. Has there any thought that comes in your mind? I've been there. Come on, I'm the preacher. And I've walked and I've thought, my God, I'm so tired. I don't feel like worshiping. Am I too transparent for you? I know I don't walk on water. I've had that thought. But I didn't allow that thought to ruin my experience. And when I got in after a long day's hard work, that thought said I could just sit here and I could just kind of cozy into this and let sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so keep us. But that thought, I knew that if I don't start, if I don't start thinking like God thinks... I'm going to allow myself to have some stinking thinking. And I'm going to find myself thinking a certain way. And that thinking is going to penetrate and find itself into my heart. And so although it was a thought that I wasn't going to worship, I spring to my feet. I lift my hands in the air. And I say, no, devil. No, Brandon Wilmoth. You're not going to allow that thought to get into your thinking. You're going to think the way God wants you to think. You're going to behave the way God wants you to think. Brother, if you think it's a dead service, why don't you start thinking differently? Why don't you start behaving differently? Why don't you get God thoughts? Why don't you get God thinking? That word thinketh told you you may not I'm not really worried about your initial reaction today I want you to leave change in your mind tonight hallelujah lift up your hands all across this place right now for one moment come on I want God to get in our thinking I want God to get in our thinking Oh, God, get in my thinking. Get in my thinking. Get in my thinking. Hallelujah. That word thinketh, it, it, if you will study it out, don't have the time to do an entire exegesis of this particular scripture, but I'll simply suffice it to say that that word thinking is associated with mathematics. It is better to say as a man calculates so is he even better yet is as a man as a man evaluates and a man appraises so is he i want you to know you can look two people can look at the same situation and one can have one appraisal and another can have another appraisal
I don't care if you love your home. I don't care all of the upgrades that you've given to your house. Your house is only worth what somebody else thinks of your house. I don't care if every loan officer in this entire state of Nevada has told you your house is worth 400000 Unless a buyer comes and appraises it and says, I'll pay you $400,000, then it's worth exactly. Because as a man, he praises something. That's what gives its value. What gives my value to God is my church attendance. What gives my value to God is my tithing. What gives my value to God tells me what I think about him. You can say that he's worth everything, but if you can't worship, you can say he's worth everything, but if you don't, you're not ministering for him. You can say I love him with all my heart, but if you haven't appraised God to say I'm going to live the way God wants me to live. As a man thinketh, so is he. As a man estimates, so is he. As a man appraises, so is he. Why do I preach like I preach? Why do I dance like I dance? Because my valuation of God is high. My appraisal of what God has done in my life says that he's worthy of my very best. The appraisal of that what I have in my mind tells me everything about what will be manifested out of my heart. problem is is ten spies started to create something that psychologists call groupthink. Groupthink and Godthink are not always synonymous. God's not interested in a majority. He never has. The Bible says he can save by many or a few. The reality is he could have revival with this preacher or without this preacher. I'm not God's gift to the, the, the work of God. He could use anybody he wants to. He could use whoever he wants to, Brother Jonathan. It's a blessing that he uses me. The reality is God doesn't need a majority. But the danger is one tribesman looked to another tribesman. And one tribe of Asher looked to another tribe of Dan and said, You know what, do you really think we could go over here? And they started talking. And all, though all of, there was two other guys, Joshua and Caleb, they were still saying, my God, did you see that? My God, did you see how big those graves were? My God, did you see? I could build a house there. I know my honey at home. I, she's already got architectural plans on where we could build. I'm, I, no, no, I could hear them beginning to fight one another. No, that's my piece of land. I could hear Caleb already saying, no, you see that mountain right there? That's my mountain. And God think is over here. God think is talking about how great thing. And all of a sudden on the other side, group think. Group think starts saying, well, I don't know if God can. God will. I don't know if God group think can become counterproductive to what God think is. I'll tell you something. We live in a democratic society. I'm trying to wrap up. Don't worry. We live in a democratic society. 
And we think that the kingdom of God operates on a democracy. God said, I never created democracy. I know it messes up with our mind. I love democracy. It's the greatest, greatest form of government except for a benevolent king. Democracy is the great. I am, boy, I bleed red, white, and blue. I love this you good old U.S. of A. But I want you to know the church is not a democracy. The church is a lordship. And it's not my lordship, and it's not the pastor's lordship, and it's not the Sunday school director's lordship, and it's not your lordship. It's his lordship. And if he says he can do it, I think he can. If he says it's time to have revival, he's right, I'm wrong. Well, brother, you don't know how many people that believe what I believe. I don't care if the entire tribe of Israel believes what you believe. All I need is one David to jump out and say, I think he can. I think he can. Don't operate on a democracy. Operate on God think. Operate on God will. Operate on God's way. Operate on God's thoughts. Come to the keyboard, please. Second Kings chapter 7 and verse 4. Come here, Brother Jonathan. Come here, Brother, Brother Brendan. Come here, Brother. Come here, buddy. Right here. Yeah, I'm going to use my. Yeah, Come here, bud. Right here. Come here. Come here. Come here. I want you all to sit right here. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 7, there are four lepers. You've heard this story. Sitting out of sight Samaria. Excuse me, Syria. You know what's so powerful? Is when God think gets in group think. Because when God think gets in group think, powerful things begin to happen. Because when we all start thinking the same thoughts in synchronization with God's thoughts, it's an explosion. Show me that that's the truth. Just come on, you're good Pentecostals. You're good apostolics. Open your Bible to Acts chapter 2. And they were all all together in one mind and one Because groupthink and Godthink hooked up. And when groupthink gets full of Godthink, it don't matter how messed up you are. It don't matter how sick you are. It don't matter how broken you are. It don't matter how leprous you are. It don't matter how many warts you have. It doesn't matter. All of a sudden, just one in the group says, I think, guys, if we stay here, we're going to die. But if we get up, I think God's given me a thought. If I get up and I try to live, if I get up, it just might be that God will work for us. And these four leprous men, they stood up because God think, God in group think, 
And when God think, God and group think, they together as four begin to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they didn't know, they did not know what was going to happen. There was a little engine that could that said, I think he can. I think he can. I think he can. And the Bible says they begin to hear. The Syrians begin to hear chariots. They begin to hear. And God delivered them. And all of a sudden, on the other side of the mountain, there was a little train that said, I knew he could do it. I knew he could do it. I've come to tell ARC, when you get on the other side, you're going to say, I knew he could. I knew he could. I knew he could. Stand to your feet. Lift up your hands. Stand to your feet. Lift up your hands. Come on, stand to your feet. Lift up your hands. Come on, lift up your hands. Every hand lifted, every eye closed. I'm praying right now that you would reach up and take captive every stray thought. I'm praying right now that there would be saints and guests and visitors that would lift their hands and grab a hold of a thought and pull it down into captivity and say, no, I believe God can do it. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. I'm trying to get it right now. I'm, I'm bumping up against a little something right now. But I want you to know, God's going to get in the thought right now. God's getting in somebody's thoughts right now. Come on, let's pray. Every hand lifted, every voice open right now. Every voice lifted right now. Would you step out of your chair? I want every saint of God, every guest, every visitor, I want you to run to this altar. Lift up your hands. Come on, I don't want anybody in their chair. I don't want anybody in their pew. I don't want anybody staying at their station. But would to God right now, every saint of God, every guest would run to this altar. Lift up your hands and begin to say God let me think like you think come on lift up your hands come on you're going to have to pray you're going to have to push past push past it come on push past it I've come to challenge you. I've come to challenge you. God, God still can. Come on, Sunday school director. God still can. Come on, come on, leaders. God still can. Come on, backslider. God still wants to use you. God still can. 
according to the power that is alive and working in you. Let the thoughts of God, let the meditation be in my heart. Let God's ways seep into my spirit. Let God's thoughts find their way and germinate into my heart. I think God can. Every hand, every hand lifted. We've got to per- pursue right now. I want you to pursue after God. I want you to pursue after God. I want you to pursue after the things of God. Nobody looking around. Everybody praying. Everybody praying. Everybody praying. It's time to start thinking how God thinks. It's time to start thinking how God There it is. Go. Pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're standing by somebody that needs help, would you put your hand gingerly on their shoulder and would you help me pray? God's got greater thoughts. God's got thinking that if you'll hook up to God's thoughts. What if this church got baptized with God thinking? What mountain could we scale? What height could we go to? What depth could we traverse? How many souls could we win if groupthink got with God think?
want every saint of God to lift up your hands. I want you to pray right now, God. Give me your thoughts. God, give me your dreams. God, give me your dreams. God, resurrect. God, thought. Come on, pray. Everybody pray it. Let's go beyond just a few minutes. I want you to pray.
voice lifted. Let the Holy Ghost fill us right now. Get in our thoughts. Get in our minds. Get in our mentality. Get in our spirits. somebody else to pray with and I want you to pray until there's a breakthrough I want you to find somebody else don't let them go until you start thinking like God thinks you're going to have to move from where you're at but find somebody what would happen if this group started thanking God thoughts come on Israel come on Israel don't allow 11 day journey to steal your dreams come on Israel don't allow 11 days to steal your dreams let your thoughts Turn again. Oh, yes. says that when the ten came to Moses there were only two that had God thought but God thought can't stay in your thoughts 
God thought has to get in two places. Joshua was an example. Everywhere you read in the Bible about Joshua, he was an example. He was an example. But I want you to know, sometimes even an example isn't enough. Because the Bible says that when Joshua, as an example, was a silent example, Caleb had to stand up. And as groupthink started to talk, the Bible says that Caleb stilled, stilled the people. All the anxiety, all the frustration, there was somebody that was thinking God thoughts. That wasn't the preacher. That wasn't the pastor. That wasn't the incumbent. That what? But Caleb got up and said, Wait! I think God can. Now he didn't win over the group. And in that example, group think one. And when group think one, think one, thought one, they circled the wilderness for 40 years. When God thought was trying to take them into their destiny. All of a sudden, here's Joshua in our text. He's on the banks of the Jordan. We're about to cross over. We're about there. We finally got enough God thought. The Bible says that the Jordan was overflowing. He would have allowed groupthink to dictate to him his next action. He would have stayed in that place until the season had got to a place where the Jordan would, re- would have recessed back into its banks. The Bible says that God called him over the Jordan at an inopportune time, at a time that did not seem the right season, that did not seem the right time. You see, we're willing to use the, th- the thought and the theology that God is not a respecter of persons. But I want to propose to you, God doesn't even care that today's New Year's Eve. I know I'm messing with our New Year's Eve service. God doesn't even understand that tomorrow's January 1st. Because He don't even deal with a Greco-Roman Empire calendar. He's on His calendar. He's on God thought. You and I are saying, hey, pastor, it's a bad time to have revival. There's too many holidays. There's too many issues. I've got to work tomorrow. But God thought says, hey, I know the banks are running over. But let's go into where God wants us to go. Because the same God that's not a respecter of persons, he's not a respecter of time. He doesn't care about my time. All he cares is his time. All of a sudden, God thought said, you're going to have to get a little muddy. You're going to have to get a little wet. Come on, priests. I know all of those new blue suede sandals you've got on. You're going to have to go and wade yourself into the middle of the Jordan. And when you get into the middle of the moving of the water, I don't want you to move. 
You know what he was saying? If I can just get a few Levites to get in the middle of the moving of the water, I can help the rest of the group to go where I want to take them. I can help the rest of the group. And the Bible says that the Levites had to stay there. The Levites had to stay there. And they stayed there until everybody in the group passed over. You know what they did? While the Levites were in the middle of the Jordan, they whistled and they got some good, strong young men. Got 12 stones. The Bible says they began to build a memorial. You know what it was a memorial of? Not of groupthink, because groupthink, the only memorial they get is death. God's God think always gets you a memorial of a testimony of what he's done and what he will do. I'm trying to tell you I don't care if you jump or shout. I don't care if we close church tonight, right now, and nobody else twitches another muscle. What I care about is that this week that God thought would start leading you. That your thinking would change. As you walk into this next year, your thinking would change. It's God time. It's God thought. It's God ways. I'm not going to allow group thought to dictate my future. I'm going to allow God thought to dictate my future. I don't care that the waters are overflowing the banks of Jordan. I don't care that it doesn't seem like it's the right time. Baby, it's the right time. It's the right time. If God said it, I say he can. I wish right now as a sign that we believe, I wish right now you begin to demonstrate to God, I believe. You can clap your hands, you can run an aisle, you can jump, you can twirl, but would you show God, I thank you. your thoughts. Manifest your thoughts. Come on, hold on. I believe this is a great church. In fact, I don't even believe it. I know this is a great church. This is a great people. Pastor Hood, you're, you are pastoring some of the finest people that God has ever saved. I believe. But even fine people. God told Moses. He said, hey, Buster. He said, I want you to draw a line. And he said, I want to find out who's on God's side. He said, because I've got an intended end for groupthink, but I've got an end for Godthink. You know what we're going to do? I'm going to put the spotlight on you. You say, well, boy, that's not nice. No. 
it might not be nice, but it's right. And I'm going to ask right now, I'm going to draw a line. They're going to have to get up. I'm sorry, y'all. I want them to I want them to move this back. I'm sorry, Pastor Hood. I want to move every chair back. And I'm going to ask somebody at ARC who's on the Lord's side. I'm going to ask somebody here tonight who's on God's thoughts. Who's on God's side? Are you ready? And when you get on God's time, when you get on God's way, I want you to cross over and I want you to begin to express what you believe that your God can do. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I don't have tape. I wish, this just came to me right now. I didn't plan this. I wish I had tape. I would take masking tape and I would put it all down here. And I'm asking everybody that's on the Lord's side, I want you over here. But if you're on groupthink thought, I want you over here. One, two, three, go. Go. Who's on God's side? Who's on God's side? Who's on God's side? Who's on God's side? Who believes God can? Who believes God will? Who believes? Who believes the report of the Lord? Who believes that God be for us? Who can be against us? Who believes that if God said it, he can do it? I wish right now, I want you to begin to express what God can do. I want you to begin to express. I refuse to live in the mentality that says he can. I believe he can. You grab your neighbor by the hand, and I want you to rejoice with them. Rejoice with them. Come on, let's tear the devil's kingdom down. Let's tear the devil's kingdom down. God, God, get in our thoughts. Get in our thoughts. Get in our thoughts. Now we're going to do it without music because there's always skeptics that think it's just the music. So sisterhood, as wonderfully as you're playing, brother, as wonderfully as you're playing, I want you all to get out. Because I don't want group to think, to say, well, that's just the beat of the drum. That's just what Pentecostals do. No, I want God think to start to. I want God think to get into your feet, get into your hands, get into your mind. And right now, I want you to express what you believe your God is about to do. I want you to express we're walking into a land that flows with milk and honey. We're walking into uncharted territories. It's God thought. It's God. 
Come on, this service is yours. Come on, this service is yours. I'm not trying to make it happen. I'm trying to provoke your faith. I'm trying to provoke your faith. God can do it. Hallelujah. You know what I told our church at home? You know what I told our church at home? We have a Spanish ministry. In our Spanish ministry, we pick them up. You know what we do, Brother Bobo? We sing Spanish songs. Group thing don't like it. There's some people say, oh, man, I don't understand. what They need to have their own service over here. You know what I told our people? I said, I hope we sing so many Spanish songs. Listen, I hope we sing so many Spanish songs that you go to work seek, you go to work speaking Spanish and your employer says, I didn't know you knew Spanish and he gives you a raise. God think doesn't think about the obstacle. God think thinks about the opportunity. God think thinks about what could be, what might be, what will be. We can stay here and die. We can stay in 2019 and cry about spilled milk, or we can walk into Vision 2020 and say, I think God can. We have on the left-hand side of our church, we have ASL. You know what ASL is? American Sign Language. So back here to the right, we have 10 or 12 Spanish folks right now. We have up, upwards to about 20 that have come. We used to have Spanish Bible study. My wife could vouch for this. We almost had 30 or 40 several times. And then on the left-hand side, we have ASL. And I just baptized Noel last uh, Sunday, not this past Sunday that we were here, that Sunday before last, in the name of Jesus Christ. He was a Trinitarian that didn't have a revelation of the name of Jesus. I taught him a Bible study with Sister Ford, and all of a sudden, he came out of, out of that water praising God. You know what I told our church? I say, I pray that we interpret so much. Every time somebody gets the Holy Ghost, you start shaking your hands in the air and praising. You know what? Brother, this ain't about your demographic. It's not about my demographic. It's not about what I want. If he wants to save the deaf, baby, save the deaf. If he wants to save the blind, save the blind. God, thank. God, thank. God, thank. God, thank. I think he can. I think he can. I think he will. According to your faith, be it unto you. You know how I know? Don't worry, I'm not going to preach into the new year. Don't worry. You know what, brother? Everybody got their, got their miracle. They got it through the power of God's word working with their thoughts. He said, what can I do for you? He said that I could receive my sight. He said, go and wash. Because the miraculous starts to work with your thoughts. He said, what do you want to do? Do you want to sit here and be sick and blind? Rise and walk. 
God thought, looked to human thought, and said, what result do you want? Do you want your thought or do you want my thought? Do you want to stay where you're at or do you want to go to where I want to take you? Ladies and gentlemen, the power is not in just, in just the understanding that God can do it. There is equal power in believing that he can. I was in Texarkana, Texas at Pastor Calhoun's church many years ago. There was a man, there was a, a man by the name of T.W. Barnes. They used to pray for people all the time in Louisiana. Prophet of God, mightily used. There was a man in his church that, that he would often pray for. One time he had a heart attack. Brother Barnes come and prayed, and all of a sudden God opened up his arteries and miraculously touched him in the name of Jesus. We thank God for that. But listen, that result, years later, that man by the name of Brother Doc, he moved to Texarkana. I went with Brother Calhoun to go pray for that man that was in the hospital. That man had had another heart issue. And all of a sudden we walked into that into that uh, into that uh, ER he was sitting in a wheelchair and brother Calhoun he was not brother Barnes but he walked to the to, to this brother doc he laid his hands and said in the name of Jesus God is my witness as I stand before you today brother doc stood up got up out of that wheelchair looked at his wife Audie was her name and said Audie take me home did it have anything to do with us no there was a man that believed God could do it in the past and when another man of God came he said hey if the same God of the past is with you then I'll link up and believe God can God can anybody walk out of here thinking I'm preaching the power of positive thinking. That's not what I'm preaching. I'm preaching the fact that if you'll start thinking God thoughts. There's no telling what God could do. Oh, I feel so much faith right now. Hallelujah. As I turn this on, I want you to lift up your hands right now to God. One more time, if you have the Holy Ghost, I want you to speak right now in another tongue. If God's all over you, I want you to speak in another tongue. Come on, I want God to begin to disseminate the Holy Ghost, the power of God into your heart. Get in our mind, God. Get in our mind. Get in our mind. Woo. Shatayando robosata. Shataya, clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Clap our hands unto the Lord. Woo! I'm going to have Pastor Hood come. I didn't know how this service was going to end. I wasn't worried about it. But I want you to turn to somebody and I want you to shake their hand like you're going to shake it off and say, I believe God can. I believe 2020, it's going to be our greatest year. Come on, turn to somebody. I believe God can. I believe God can. I believe God, brotherhood, I believe God can. I believe God can. I believe God can do it. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody shout all across this building.
Give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm telling you, that was a word from God. We made him preach his suit out. We gotta get, we're going to have to buy you a new one. Hallelujah. Church, we pulled it out of him here tonight. I want to tell you, there is so much there. I, I want to encourage somebody to take this word and don't just leave it in this service, but take it with you. I want you to go home, get on the podcast. I want you to download it and listen to it over and over. The Bible says that the carnal mind is the enemy of God. Group thought is carnal thought, where it just says, well, I look at what's logical and what's factual, and it doesn't seem like it. Logical thought will keep you in the boat. God thought will say, Jesus, if you want me to step out, and he bid me come, and God says, go ahead and come. There is a God thought that says, if God bid me to come out here, then that means I'm not going to sink. If God called you, if God's speaking to you, when you put your foot out and you follow that thought that's above your thought, you won't sink. You'll stand on solid ground. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. Amen. There is so much there, so many good things. For those that are visiting, I want to tell you, your salvation starts with God thought. The word repentance is metanoia, which simply means a changing of your mind. The very first act of salvation in your life starts with a change of thought. Well, I think I'm a sinner. I think I'm a slug. I think I deserve hell. All of a sudden you say, God, I don't want to think like that anymore. I want you to change the very, I want you to start changing the way I view myself. Well, I'm a drug addict. I'm a sinner. See, that's the difference between the apostolic church and AA. AA says, well, I am an alcoholic or I was an alcoholic. But the apostolic church and the repentant mindset says, no, 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 no. I'm a child of God. I've been washed in the blood. I've been born again. Hallelujah. There are people here that, that we are about to cross over into great things this next year. Do you believe that? It's going to start with a mindset shift. This man of God doesn't even know what I'm preaching Sunday, but we're going to start with a mindset and a perspective change that God is well able. For all the mothers out there, they tell you to wait until your baby has flipped, right? When you're about to give birth because you got to come out head first or you're going to break a bone, break a shoulder, any of those things. I'm telling you, in this next year, I've made it up in my mind during this message, I'm coming out head first. I'm coming out with a mind change. I'm coming out with a perspective change. One more time across this building, lift up your hands as we pray as dismissal. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for another opportunity 